So you have to decide who to play this week. And look, there's like a couple hundred people who are actually going to score some fantasy points, but only a few stand out. These are the must-have players for Week 9 DraftKings. And arguably the best play on the entire slate is $6,200 Chris Godwin. I mean, this is a borderline $8,000 receiver in the 6K range. So let's look at his usage. If you look at his snap share here, he wasn't healthy in the first game, but in these games where he's been healthy, playing his normal 80% of the snaps, you're getting 10 targets, 12, 13, 11. 11 plus targets in three straight games. And not only that, in the four games when he's been healthy this season, he is a top five wide receiver in the NFL in overall usage, yet he's priced at just 6,200. And then at the running back position, arguably the best play is the second year player, might as well be a rookie based on the games he's played in, Travis Etienne, 6,300. Very similar price range. This price range you'll see, you'll notice as we go through, is juicy. Etienne gets a matchup against the Raiders that Alvin Kamara just went for 40 plus points on last week. And here's what Etienne's done as a starter. In three games as a starter, he's averaged over 20 fantasy points, 21 touches, and 141 total yards. So look at this 141 total yards per game about 100 rushing yards per game yeah i'm going to take him over 80 and a half rushing yards on prizepicks.com you could take this as well with a free bet up to 100 the link in the description below and oh yeah the raiders also give up the third most receptions to the running back position and etn one of the better pass catching running backs in the league we stay at the running back position in the exact same price range at the exact same price point as chris goblin 6200 ramondre stevenson i mean stevenson has been quietly dominant we know how good he's been the last couple of weeks but on the season he's eighth in running back targets ninth right now in red zone touches and second in broken tackles and this is pretty crazy because for half of the season, he's been splitting snaps with Damian Harris, yet he still has that good of usage. And over the last four weeks, a couple weeks without Harris, a couple weeks with Harris, Ramondre is number four in overall running back usage. He'll be a top 10 running back the rest of the season. And speaking of top 10 running backs, this next guy is back at it. So there was a couple of weeks there where $7,400 Aaron Jones wasn't playing all that well because the offense wasn't, and they just weren't giving him the ball. Well, they started giving him the ball. And it makes sense too, as he's averaging six yards per touch, top six in the NFL, and creating nearly four yards per touch on his own. This means like, independent of his offensive line this is what he's doing from broken tackles from yards after contact he is elite now jones gets a matchup against the Lions, number 27 run defense and the packers should finally be leading in a game which they haven't done now for like a month yeah take aaron jones and you should also consider the 5100 joshua palmer who might be the wide receiver one for justin herbert this weekend you see mike williams is going to miss and keenan allen has not practiced this week and this is very concerning because he left the last game early before the bye week so it seems like he had a setback with his hamstring injury he's 30 plus years old so it's going to take even longer for this to heal and coming out of the bye week he's still not practicing i don't think he's gonna play which means palmer would be the wide receiver one who's averaging 6.7 targets per game and you could expect even more in this one and the matchup is pretty juicy he faces the atlanta falcons that gave up to the bengals just two weeks ago 480 passing yards and then last week to the panthers they gave up over 300 passing yards to pj walker who coming into that game through two starts didn't even have 200 combined passing yards so palmer is a fantastic value at the wide receiver position and so is this next guy beautiful people i give you 40 100 zay jones who is continuing to see elite usage see if we look at his snap share this year he's basically been playing 70 to 60 percent of the snaps but then these last three weeks 97 percent 99 and 97 percent he's quietly operating as the wide receiver one ahead of christian kirk he's seeing 7.1 targets per game and that per game average is a top 24 usage wide receiver in the league he had a bad week last week but the week before had 10 targets now let's get back to the mid-range of wide receiver right next to chris goblin is 6300 tyler boyd who somewhat struggled last week in their game on monday night with no jamar chase but found the end zone to salvage his week you see if we go through the usage of tyler boyd he's basically out there almost every single play He's running routes on 73%, 97%, 100% of the routes. But last week, 95% of the time, he was out there with no Jamar Chase, and he was playing more on the outside, leading to potential big plays downfield. And this is good news because now he takes on the Panthers, who do have a solid defense, but they play a lot of zone, and they give up the second most receptions to the wide receiver position. And when Boyd is in the slot in this game, zone defenses means that you're going to be checking it down more, running the ball, and the slot wide receiver benefits from this. And back to the running back position, you have Kenneth Walker, the same price as Ramon 
Ramondre Stevenson and Chris Godwin. I think he's going to come in the lowest stone. The same price principle says that one of these guys is going to be left out here, expected to be Kenneth Walker. Even though Walker has been fantastic and now he faces the number 28 run defense, but just how good has he been, Sal? Well, in his three starts, he's averaging 20 fantasy points per game, over 22 touches per game and 110 yards per game. And yet now he faces that number 28 run defense. I currently have Kenneth Walker coming in at 12% ownership, less than Godwin and Ramondre Stevenson in my DFS blueprint, a five-step system to helping you win more in DFS and stop hitting the deposit button. If you want to do that, if you want to, click the link in the description to learn more. And now I have Kenneth Walker over 72 and a half rushing yards. I have him in the 80s. I take that bet on pricepicks.com. Now next up, we head over to $6,600 Leonard Fournette, who I do think will be coming in a little bit lower owned here. Might actually be a leverage, but the problem is it's a difficult matchup. The Rams rank number two in run defense and allow bottom 10 points to the running back position. However, the good news is Leonard Fournette regained his number one workhorse role last week, playing 75% of the snaps. Rashad White got pushed aside a little bit, running 29 routes to just seven for Rashad White, an area where the rookie was catching up to him lately. All right, now let's touch on the quarterback position, and it's by far and away the guy that I want is Josh Allen. He's only $8,500. I say only because based on this slate, that is a steal. A 30 and a half point team total is absolutely massive, and he's projected for six more points, six more points than any other quarterback and player on this slate for me in the DFS blueprint. That is insane. Simply put, play him. And now when you're playing him, you have to find some stacking options, and the clear number one guy here is Stefan Diggs. But my concern for Diggs is that he's $8,400. Yeah, he's averaging over 10 targets per game, but the Jets have the number two secondary in the NFL very quietly, and a lot of it is led by the rookie Sauce Gardner, who ranks top 15 in fantasy points allowed per target this season. So Diggs might have a little bit more difficult of a game, but his player prop is set in the upper 70s for yards. There's always a chance he scores one to two touchdowns. So you have to ask yourself, do I want to play Josh Allen with Diggs or get different and go to a cheaper Gabe Davis, Dawson Knox type stack? I sort of lean there. Now a tight end that I'm a little bit concerned with and starting to lean away from is Tyler Higby at $3,700. Yeah, he's cheap, but he's picking up a lot of ownership. And look, he's seen a low A dot, average depth of target all season, meaning he needs volume to survive. But lately he's not getting that volume and more concerning his route participation, the amount of routes he's running in a game has been dropping to a season low last week, just 57% of the passing plays. And it looks like Cooper Cup is going to play through his ankle injury and Van Jefferson is definitely going to be playing again and even more so this is concerning for Higby who likely needs a touchdown to pay off at this ownership a tight end I'd rather go to is $4,500 Kyle Pitts who has his own warts if you will because last week yeah the team threw a lot 28 times for them that's a lot 33% more than their season average but it took a game going to overtime it took a game where they had to actually come back in the second half so I'm a little bit concerned for Atlanta going back and just throwing 20 times in this one but they are underdogs they should have to throw again if they finally throw 30 times expect seven plus targets for Pitts and now I do like Pitts over individually but I'm just going to go to his quarterbacks over 175 and a half passing yards for Mariota. I have him closer to 200 passing yards. Again, you get a free bet up to $100 when you use the code SAL22 with the link in the description below. So simply click that link to access your free bet. And if we go back to the quarterbacks here, $7,400 Kyler Murray is also a fantastic play. It's sort of like Josh Allen in his own tier, then Kyler Murray in his own tier for this week. He has clear stacking options with Hopkins back. It goes Hopkins, Zach Ertz, and Rondell Moore in that order for me. And obviously he has the great mobile upside. He has the second highest team total on the slate at 26 total points expected to be scored for this Cardinals team and he faces a secondary that ranks bottom 10 in the NFL in Seattle next up $6,600 Amon Ross St. Brown another guy like Goblin who should probably be in the 7 to upper 7k range based on how good he is you see if we look at his usage so far this season he's a guy who plays nearly 90% of the snaps but then he gets hurt he only plays 30% then he comes back and he's limited he just plays 18% then a season high 93% of the snaps he's back to being healthy it leads to 10 targets right here so now over his last nine healthy games check that his last 10 healthy games he averages 11 targets and 23.8 fantasy 
fantasy points per game yeah he's underpriced here and according to the dfs blueprint he's only coming in with around 12 14 percent ownership which is not even in the top five at the position go get him and if you have the money consider playing tyree kill and here's the thing if you're not playing josh allen this week i much prefer tyree kill especially in his matchup over stefan diggs i understand that sounds crazy but when you factor in everything the ownership you factor in the matchup and the overall upside i'm going to take tyree kill who currently leads the nfl in basically everything receiving yards overall targets and he leads the league in deep targets with 18 the crazy part he only has two touchdowns just one red zone target this season so technically he has a lot more that he can get to in terms of another type of ceiling production and now he faces the bears number 30 defense tyreek top five at beating man coverage and the bears play man coverage at a top 10 rate and hey if you're enjoying this here content be sure to hit the subscribe button for more all right so we talked about this guy's quarterback earlier it would be deandre hopkins the clear stacking option for kyler murray you can just single stack one man with kyler murray since he's mobile and that man for me would be deandre hopkins in a beneficial matchup and now since returning he has 27 targets and 22 catches in just two games scoring 34 fantasy points a week ago and the more interesting thing he's been the number two wide receiver in these past two weeks in efficiency something that we saw dropping for deandre hopkins in the past and was a concern heading into this year as he's approaching in his 30 years old but he's still efficient so he faces this seahawks secondary that ranks 23rd in the nfl it's a good spot for him but we're gonna need some value if we're paying up for these receivers and quarterbacks one potential value is just 3400 kendrick Bourne, who with Devonte parker out last week finally saw some usage now Bourne played 56 snaps ran 31 routes last week and he's a good wide receiver he's been benched early in the season now he did this because Devonte parker was hurt let's see if it continues because if he does you're looking at a very efficient receiver the quarterback rating when targeted last year by mac jones was number one in the nfl you're more so interested because he's 3400 might run 30 routes and is an actually good wide receiver tracked the Devonte parker injury now when we drop down from the josh allen and kyler murray range you can get to this next tier of quarterback and it's 6600 joe burrow who's in a good price point look he has the third highest team total on the slate at about 26 points yet he's fifth in pricing and what do you need out of him well you're gonna need passing volume and we've seen that 38 attempts per game is fourth in the nfl this season and he's gonna see his own defense in carolina meaning he's gonna have to check it down a lot and he has the playmakers to win underneath joe mixon is gonna get a lot of usage hayden hurts t higgins and tyler boyd can all win underneath i'm expecting 35 plus pass attempts and efficiency for joe burrow that's why i take him over 260 and a half passing yards with the free bet up to 100 on prizepicks.com linked in the description for you to get access to now another quarterback that i like i would prefer joe burrow but it's tua at 6700 i just think he's fairly priced a 24 point team total good matchup against the bears number 30 defense and you have the obvious stacking options between Jalen waddle yes of course and tyree kill i continue to just run out double stacks of Tua each and every week now let's talk about potentially a leverage running back who's not going to pick up that much ownership and he's never picked up ownership this year when deandre swift is healthy but it's 5900 jamal williams who very quietly is a top 15 running back this season and now has a revenge game against the green bay packers you see the packers rank 28th in tackling and 22nd in run defense this season and jamal williams just out touched deandre swift 13 to 10 last week now i know some people are saying swift wasn't healthy the coach said that after the game and now him not being fully healthy is probably true but he still played 55 percent of the snaps that's his normal usage each week so the efficiency might go back up but the overall usage probably isn't going to rise that much williams is still the clear red zone back and it's pretty easy to move the ball in this packers defense right now and he ranks top five in red zone touches this year he's an interesting leverage option now a couple running backs that i'm not really on this week too much is going to be joe mixon for starters i just like the passing game more i would put him in some stacks if you want so i think that's fine but the bigger one is going to be josh jacobs at 7300 i just prefer aaron jones in this range jacobs is picking up ownership we saw him last week quietly lose a lot of his passing game work to amir abdullah so those are some concerns there all right let's talk tight ends i think that 4800 gerald everett is overpriced but because of this he won't be picking up too much ownership and he's going to be a solid play in my opinion this week because of the fact that a lot of guys are out in los angeles he also has the third best matchup on the week against the atlanta linebackers that allow an 85 percent catch rate so consider everett a solid play and this next tight end and it'll be hayden hurst who's just way too cheap at 3600 dollars. you put him in your stacks with the bengals if you would like to hayden hurst this year is seeing very good usage when healthy i mean on the season 
season, he ranks top 10 in route participation, running around on 78% of Joe Burrow's dropbacks, but this includes games where he was limited. When he's actually out there fully healthy, 85% route participation is top five in the NFL. So expect five to six plus targets in red zone usage for Hayden Hurst, and then consider this rookie wide receiver. And very similar to Kyle Pitts, it's tough to want to buy into both of these guys with such a low passing prop total for Marcus Mariota, but Drake London at $4,900, I think he's a solid option. Now, he has not topped five targets since week five. Now, the good news is he continues to run routes. 88% of the time is very strong, but only 20 routes run per game, 19 and a half to be exact, is not that good. You're basically betting here that they start to throw the ball more as underdogs like they did last week, but they were kind of forced to because of overtime. If that happens, you're seeing a very low owned wide receiver one at a cheap price point. Now, I took Drake London over 37 and a half receiving yards, which is honestly for this type of guy who wins downfield, really just two or three receptions for him. So I take the over there. I haven't projected in the 50s. Again, free bet up to 100 bucks with the link in the description below. All right, let's head back to the wide receiver position now. And we go to $5,800 DJ Moore, who's just way too cheap. I mean, he's now started eight games where PJ Walker has actually been in there as the starter. And in those eight games, averages 10.3 targets per game, 80 receiving yards per game, and 15 and a half fantasy points per game. That means this dude should probably be priced closer to the mid to upper 6K range. And now this is pretty crazy. As of this recording, Tyler Lockett at $6,100 versus the Arizona Cardinals, who ranked 31st in secondary, is only coming in at 10% ownership. That is a steal. I mean, just a week ago, Tyler Lockett was injured, a hamstring injury and a rib injury, and he still puts up eight targets, 16 and a half fantasy points, and a touchdown. He now averages seven and a half targets per game, and that Cardinals secondary, not only are they the second worst in the NFL, they give up the second most big plays, which is important for Tyler Lockett because he has 14 deep targets this season, top five in the NFL, nearly two per game, and that should pay off in this matchup. And speaking of paying off, if you want all the energy that you're actually putting into DFS to pay off, consider getting the DFS Blueprint My 5-Step System to helping you win more. The Blueprint increases your chances of winning while reducing your research time. It drops about seven different tools per week, all of them sent to you with the goal of winning actual money. If you want this, the DFS Blueprint to join the thousands of people using it right now, click the link in the description to learn more. Now let's get back to the tightest events. And let's look at $3,800 Robert Tonian, who has the number two matchup on the entire week against the Detroit Lions, who are dead last in secondary and give up the seventh most points to tight ends. And now if we look at Robert Tonian's usage over the season, a man who came back from injury this year, it has significantly increased. He was only playing on about 42% of the passing downs that started to go up 50%. And then it really went up 69%. And this past week, a season high 84%. They were basically using him as a wide receiver. It led to six targets. This use is very encouraging, especially when you consider the matchup this week. So play Robert Tonyan and take him over 33 and a half receiving yards. Do not be shocked to see a massive Tonyan game of 50, 60 yards and a touchdown here. They're starting to prioritize in the last two to three weeks a lot more. And you can be damn sure that this next wide receiver is going to be prioritized in his offense. And that is $7,300 T Higgins without Jamar Chase, who is a fair price point. And now look, he is facing a tough matchup. You'll see JC Horn of the Panthers, who allows the least yards and receptions so far this season, just 9.7 yards per game in coverage. However, this is heavily skewed because the Panthers rarely play man coverage the fourth fewest man coverage snaps in the league meaning there'll be a lot of zone coverage here and a guy like t higgins is the perfect archetype of wide receiver to beat zone coverage he could be a chain mover he can win underneath and downfield because of his very unique size of 6'4 220 pounds with a lot of speed yeah this is no concern here the matchup so expect a big day out of higgins and i take him over 75 and a half receiving yards i'm thinking a 100 plus yard game here for higgins against the carolina panthers and you should too you get the free bet using the code sal22 with the link in the description below to prizepicks.com so these are your must-have players for this slate and we will be live on Sunday morning right here on this channel to do the final update for you to win some dollar rooskies. So be sure to hit the subscribe button and that notification bell here so you know when indeed we are going live every single week.